A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tools. For just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. There was some fan backlash to last night's WWE Elimination Chamber 2020. People did not particularly like that main event, but Boring. Do, you know, do you know who did? We did. I did. We did. I loved it. I thought it was a great main event. I am Luke Owen. This is El Fakador Laurie Blake, and welcome to the uh, Wrestle Talk podcast review edition <laughs> yeah. of Elimination Chamber 2020. Got there in the end. Technical difficulties throwing us off a little bit there. But yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, we're here. So let's talk about this main event mm -hmm. because while we were watching it, we were really enjoying it. We were yep. like, this is. So Baszler winning was pretty much a foregone conclusion. Mm -hmm. She was always going to be winning that match. Yeah, considering they showed us the final chapter of the book before they wrote the sort of middle bit. That yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. Baszler was always winning that match. Mm. So for me, I think it did a great job in making her look like an unstoppable force mm -hmm. that is now going up against the top star in the women's division in Becky Lynch. Yep. So now Becky has really got to be fighting from underneath in order to try and conquer this unstoppable force uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah, because Baszler's now the first person, the first person in history to eliminate every other member of an Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. She's the only person to ever have ever done that. Yeah. And like, I get the argument that it's a, it is it is obviously a bit of a burial of your riot squads and Natalia and Asuka to do to a degree. But I would also argue that four of them were already buried. Yes, that's like, it. Lo long ago, when Becky became champion and has had a an unchallenged year, essentially. Mm -hmm. She is she's easily and handily beaten everyone who's come her way. Asuka is the only person who's given her any trouble at all. So I would have liked to see Baszler and Asuka go a bit longer at the end, maybe just build it into like, I think you could have done this whole chamber as if it was just, you know, the, the chamber was just set dressing for what was actually gonna be a really good singles match between Asuka and Baszler. Yeah, I think that is the, the error where this all falls down, is that the chamber match didn't need to happen in the first place mm -hmm. because like they were already building Becky versus Baszler, yeah. You know, like a few weeks before the chamber was announced. So it's like, well, it's it's such a foregone conclusion. It's a completely pointless match. And like you say, actually, I think a better use would have been to do a singles match between Baszler and Asuka for the number one contendership. Mm -hmm. You could have built those three weeks teased. Could it be Baszler? Could it be Asuka? We don't know which direction we're going to go in. And then Baszler picks up the win, and that really is 
Apart from that, it's my larger critique of the match. My only thing I didn't like about the match was that I wanted more time with Baszler and Asuka. Yeah. In that so as the final two, and we probably didn't need so much of the waiting around. Yeah. For, for Liv to come in and get killed, I, and then, well, and then I did, waiting I, around. I kind, I kind of liked that. I though. did kind so of. I love. Yeah. So I love the fact that like the match is all it's. The riot squad having their weird implosion. This is the other, the other, the other big <laughs> swerve that they had here was they had this like five-minute scene at the beginning where everyone makes their entrances and they're all individually checking each pod to be like, mm-hmm, person there, yeah. there's a person checking you're there. But the riot squad are specifically getting in each other's faces and having a go at each other because that's the feud that's been and, building. And we never get <laughs> Liv Morgan even in the cage with Ruby Riot. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, we were building. There were three stories being built in this chamber match. One of them was Shayna Baszler mm -hmm. going up against Becky Lynch. The other one was Asuka versus Natalia, and the other one was the Riot Squad imploding. Yeah, literally one of those <laughs> things happened, and it was <laughs> the Riot Squad thing. So Ruby Riot uh, starts off the match with Natty. Mm -hmm. Then Sarah Logan gets in next, and Sarah and Ruby do some stuff. Yeah. and you're like, okay, so here's the Riot Squad stuff that we've been building for the last couple of weeks. Maybe like the last couple of weeks, Ruby Riot returned in February. Yeah, like we've yeah. been building this for you know, I mean, they've barely done anything on TV, but they have you know, built it in big bunny quotes. And then Baszler just gets in, taps out all three of them, <laughs> and then it's like, it's and seconds. And then Liv gets in, and Baszler kills this poor yeah, girl yeah. dead, taps her out, makes her pass out, and then it's like, yeah, now bring me, bring me Asuka. I loved it. I, I just think, if you're gonna do the pomp and circumstance of this, like, it's so much ridiculous set dressing to watch four murders back to back. <laughs> it's like, it's it's so unnecessary to be like we've built a cage, we've lowered it from the ceiling, we've locked everyone in a pod. In five minutes they're gonna come in, yeah. and then Baszler gets out of hers and just goes, "Yeah, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Right, you come in now." Because like, and I love the fact that like Asuka was getting fired up and being like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and have a go," and she was cutting her own promo inside yeah. her cage for ages, and then Baszler walks around and Liv is like, "I'm going to WrestleMania," and getting really fired up, and you think maybe they might give Liv a bit of offense here, maybe yeah. they might, you know. She's definitely a character that has featured on Raw recently, which is more than Sarah Logan. Yeah. So, like, maybe she'll get a bit of time. She comes out, hit, tries to hit one move, gets powerbombed into the cage, and then taken around to Asuka to be choked out in front of Asuka. Like, yeah. look, look, I, ki I killed this woman. This is your future. I've killed this woman. She got completely ricocheted. I loved it. She got I loved completely it. ricocheted. And... So for me, because the, the whole point of this match, the purpose of this match mm -hmm. was to make Baszler look as great as possible. Yeah. And do you know what? It achieved that. Mm -hmm. It made Baszler like an absolute megastar of being like, she is as unstoppable badass. Yeah. Because we've been building this in Survivor Series. And a douchebag, though. I think that's yeah. the thing. It's like she's meant to be the it's heel. Cocky dick, she's meant to yeah. be a cocky dick. And I think this match said, screamed cocky dick to me. It's yeah. like she killed everyone with the exact same three moves. Yeah. She just did that double underhook up into a suplex side slam thing, kicked them in the face, and then did the Kirafuda clutch. Yeah. I love it. I thought it was a really, really effective bit of booking. And you know, we have seen a lot of the comments that have said like, well, where do you go with the Raw women's roster mm -hmm. after this match? But like, you know, we were saying in the lead up to this match, there's only one star in there, which is Baszler. Asuka's, yep. you could make the argument for, but she is also kind of happened, she's been slotted in this tag picture bit for, you know, for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she had the rest hold of WWE yeah. <laughs> championships. And she had her feud with Becky already. Yeah. So this was all about Baszler. And it's not like after, you know, uh, Royal Ru 
WrestleMania. We're mm -hmm. going like, oh, well, it's about time for that Liv Morgan push. Oh, it's about time for that Ruby Riot world mm -hmm. title run. It's about time for that Sarah Logan world title run. Because the Raw Women's roster has been made to look like a complete joke unless your name is Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair. Yeah. You know, this match was building one person, but the entire division's been building one person for the last year or so. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's the, like, you know... That's a, that's a bigger picture all, overall. All, yeah, all these, all these big characters like Becky Lynch who are going to define a roster need somebody of, an e of the equal and opposite standing. Like, people were saying on the live chat last night to us that, like, you know, what was interesting about Stone Cold's big run was that he was against Mr. McMahon, and Mr. McMahon had all the powers that the company could possibly give him. Like, you know, it, he, he had complete control, which meant he could bring people to have, have a pop at Austin. He could have a pop at Austin himself. Yeah. He could try to fire Austin. He could, there's so many things you can do there, and all they've been doing with Becky is sending one person after another to get minced, yeah. which is the real way to kill the roster, because nobody else even has thought to team up yeah. Uh, like work together, but like you know, like really, even Asuka was going in on her own against Becky mostly. Yep. Um, so I just think it, it makes sense to then, if you've already done that to the roster by just having a dominant champion, just be like, yep, next, next, next. You need someone who just goes, oh, you've killed all these people. Well, I've just done it now in yeah, like five I've, minutes. I've also killed. I've just people. like first time ever anyone's ever done this thing. Yeah. I've just walked in and choked out a load of people in a cage. And perhaps it's. Like, I mean, this has been a, a consistent problem with WWE, but I think this is something that easily could have been fixed, which is they've kind of told this story out of order, which seems to be a common problem. But like when Baszler came in and attacked Becky and bit her in the neck, that feels like that should have happened on Raw tonight. Yes. Because yeah. Becky had this character where she was like, you know, she's Conor McGregor, she's, you know, top cock, she's walking around with a big coat and a big glasses being like, look at me. And a crown now, full crown. Yeah, she's stealing Terry's <laughs> crown and being like, look at me, I'm the king of the world. Yeah. And then Baszler comes in and humbles her. And yep. then she has to get serious. But she's, so she got humbled, she got serious, she drove the ambulance back, but then she went back to being Conor McGregor again. Yeah. Like what you needed was her being Conor McGregor and then Baszler does all of this. So mm -hmm. Becky is there being top cock, I'm the champion, I'm this, I'm that, and then watching Baszler tear through an entire division in yep. a matter of minutes, yeah, yeah. and then being like, uh-oh. And, and they kept cutting to Becky during the match, and she was just going, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Baszler eliminates three people, and then they cut backstage to Becky, and she's watching, and she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like, she should be like, oh, oh my, oh, oh yeah. no. Like, this woman is now coming for me. Yeah. Like, you know, that I'm so aware now that she's going to mince these other two people yeah. and she's definitely going to be facing me at WrestleMania and she should be scared. I'm, yeah, I'm really curious to see how they take this, like where they go next with this mm -hmm. on Raw. So I'm actually genuinely really curious by it. And like, mm. you know, people took me a bit to task in the review. Someone asked like, you know, they would want to have a lot of what we're smoking in the office mm. because I did like the main event. I like the main event. I like, I get the fact that it wasn't uh, people. Oh, five it wasn't. Classic. It wasn't people jumping off stuff. Yeah. It wasn't people being banged through things. It wasn't people being smashed into a cage. It was a very simple story, very simply told, and I liked that because yeah. the, we already had the men's tag elimination chamber match, which, for all of its uh, showboating, people flipping, flopping all over the place, was very disjointed because yeah. of it. So I like the fact that this actually just had quite a simple structure and gave you that big like, you know, because we were trying, they've been saying that this Baszler and Becky match is happening implicitly. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
but they've not been making Baszler feel necessarily like a star because they've been they've just been having her come like appear and do a little bit of stuff. But it's never enough to really show what she can do. This at least made her feel like a Brock Lesnar style monster. Like you know, yeah. these these. I think we said it in the in the live reactions as well. Like it would have been nice to have more of the more time with Asuka yeah. to be taken to task because it's it's that same thing as like Brock in the Rumble. Had Brock gone through everyone in the Rumble, uh, or he just eliminated all other twenty nine people yeah. in the same way he delivered he eliminated fifteen or whatever it was yeah. like in or was it eleven or it was, something? I think it was fourteen. or something. Yeah, like what whatever he did half the match basically yeah. on his own. Had that not built to ricochet low blow, Drew kicks him over the top rope. It would have been terrible, but yeah. it was actually a really good rumble because Brock frustrated you by being so dominant yeah. as a heel champion. And in the same way, Baszler here did the same thing. It's like it, she's meant to be frustrating you because you're yeah. meant to want to see Becky beat her. Yeah. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, right, on the subject of uh, Shayna Baszler and the Elimination Chamber, Bobby Stevens said, am I to believe Becky can win after <laughs> last night? Well, if you believe in Becky, then yeah, that's what you're hoping to see. Yeah. Like, can, it's the underdog story yeah. of can, it's the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. Can Becky Lynch overcome Shayna Baszler yeah. at WrestleMania? But then if Baszler wins, it also now, f I, I think also if, if you are gonna go in the direction of having Baszler beat Becky at Mania, 
I feel like Bayes, they've done enough setup now that people aren't just going to be like, well, who's she? Yeah. It's like, yeah, she's the woman who just did a whole elimination chamber on her own. And I think ba- I think Baszler could win at Mania. I think she could. And then you've got Becky with the, like, you know, I was champion for a year. I was the face. I was the man. I got too cocky. Mm-hmm. I did. I, I lost who I was. And now I want to get my title back. And, you know, that's a, that's a fun story to tell. And I think Baszler's a great heel to do that with. And they could, have a, they could have a whole series of matches. Like, Baszler's had great series with people in NXT. Yeah. So, like, you know, I, I think there's, they're perfectly capable of bringing these two together to give that fight, that main roster long match that Baszler needs now. Yeah. That they should have had Vasca in the end of the Elimination Chamber, yeah, admittedly. Right. But that long match that she's going to need to really be like, this is what she can do over the course of, like, telling a story through a whole match. Yeah. Uh, Power Packers 90, sorry, but I don't like Shayna. All of her matches are boring, slow, too OP and predictable. If this was Brock or Goldberg, people would be hating this. I like Brock and Goldberg. I was going to say I like Brock and Goldberg as well, <laughs> so um, maybe that's it. Like, I, I, I've always really liked Shayna. I think she's got an incredible presence about her. And I really had, like, uh, I thought her series of matches with Kyrie Sane were mm-hmm. really, really good. And I really liked her matches with Io Shirai as well. Rhea Ripley stuff recently, yep. like the, the War Games match, her the singles match with Rhea Ripley where she lost the title. Like yeah. all of that is amazing. Yeah. She's used correctly, she's great. And she's I don't think she was OP in NXT in any way, shape, or form. She yeah. was always wily and uh, it, it was always close. Yeah. Uh, Mark Flay, I found the women's chamber fine and enjoyed the pay-per-view. I don't get anyone hating the chamber who liked the rumble match. It was the exact same story. That's what we were just saying. It was yeah. a very similar, like they're giving Baszler that that similar legitimate fighter build that yeah. they do, which is obviously clearly in the big manual of wrestling matches. It's one page <laughs> that they've got, yeah. and they only read off that one. But yeah, sure. Like, but I, I, I do just think it's fine. Yeah. Well, we'll have one last one here. This is from Jobber JJ, uh, Ollie Davis, number one fan. Uh, this Jobber is only three points behind the leader in <laughs> Wrestle League. If I win this, it will be the greatest underdog story ever. I'll throw a party for everyone. Hmm. Top of the table, you and I. Mm-hmm. 30 a, points. So yeah. Jobber JJ will be on 33 because I think the leader's on 36. 36 that's right, yeah. yeah. Bloody Carrillo. Yeah. I'd have had, I know I wouldn't because I didn't have Sami Zayn, but I nearly had mm. like a full winning streak yesterday, but Vladdy Carrillo is so pants, <laughs> he can't win for toffees. <laughs> Last time I'm backing him as a horse. Let's crack on into the whole show itself and give our thoughts on what I thought was actually a really, really good pay-per-view. Yeah, okay. I think no story in any of it, really. But uh, yeah. because it had no story, they just went out and did some really good matches. And it was quite remarkable to watch this pay-per-view in 2020 where neither of the two tar titles were, were mm-hmm. there. Like, you know, Goldberg wasn't there, Lesnar wasn't there. But not just that, Roman didn't have a match. Owens didn't have a match. Fiend. Fiends didn't have a match. There were, like, so many top guys in this company. Top guys and girls. Flair wasn't, you know... Oh, this was a mid-card pay-per-view. It really... Yeah, in a kind of a way it was. Yeah. But it didn't feel like it was a load of mid-carders. No. A lot of them did feel like they had some star power about them. I know, I that's the thing. I don't know whether it's just because like a lot of the people who got the chance to shine are ex-NXT guys. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm invested. Like, <laughs> yeah. Alistair Black, yes, please. Yeah, uh, yeah I well, don't know. We'll get to that match shortly. But on the pre-show, uh, we had the Viking Raiders beating Hawkins and Ryder. I don't know really what this accomplished, but, you know, cool. 
Yeah, it was a warm up for everyone. But yeah, it was yeah. like I'm surprised at how much Hawkins and Ryder got given in this yeah. match, and then they got smushed, obviously. Oh yeah, 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 proper smush. But then on the main show itself, this was my match of the night. Uh, it was Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak. This was. WWF 2000 era, Benoit, Kurt Angle just going out there and being like, we're just going to put on a technical, we're going to do map-based wrestling, mm -hmm. and it's going to be a technical masterclass, and everyone's going to really appreciate this and be like, that's wicked. Yeah. And it really was. I think it was so smart. Like, If the whole story is that Drew Gulak knows Daniel Bryan's offense inside and out, and he knows all of his weaknesses because he's yeah. analyzed them, this was the perfect way to show it because it was Daniel Bryan wrestling the type of wrestling that he prides himself on as well. Like, you know, you, like there is the Daniel, the yes chant, uh, bicycle knee kick yeah. Daniel Bryan that we get on the main roster normally where it's not really this match. But this is the match that made Daniel Bryan yeah. the kind of star that WWE wanted to sign in the first place. And Drew had him at almost every turn. Oh, yeah. Like, there was that brilliant bit where they were doing the. It's such a basic spot in terms of like like normally all these match all these like mat technical matches have this. It was the headstand. Yeah. And like Drew puts on a head scissors and Daniel does the the headstand and then Drew just lifts him up and just donks him <laughs> on the top of his head. Yeah. But then that became the story is that then Drew just goes after Brian's neck again yeah. and again throughout this match. Brian's selling of Drew having his number at every single turn mm. was really, really good stuff where he he was rattled. Yeah. He went into this match being like, I mean, he talks a big game, but I am gonna win though. Yeah. But then Drew did show him up a lot and Brian sold it so, so mm. wonderfully. Like this was Daniel Bryan doing his absolute darndest to put over Drew Gulak yeah. and make him look like a real credible threat to him. Daniel Bryan just decided, decided in this match that he was gonna be the underdog. Yeah, and totally made Drew Gulak look like a genius. Like it was, I thought, I thought they both did amazing work. There was like, uh, there was a couple of just crazy spots as well. That was that big suit double suplex thing to the outside yeah. where they go over the ropes and the teeter totter. Yeah, thing. the German suplex. Yeah, there was the German suplex oh. where Brian. It looked like he was going for a backflip out of it, but yeah. he. Flip sort of goes up too high and comes down on the back, right back, back of his neck. Clattered into the ground. It yeah. was really, really nasty. Roll to the outside, barely makes the 10 count to yeah. get back in. Then a reverse <laughs> suplex off the top, roll back into the dragon sleeper, yeah. which is, becomes the gulag. And I just thought it was nuts. Brian was being vicious in this. The boots of the face has got a cut underneath Gulag's eye from me. Was kicking him in the face dead oh, hard. That was the bit where they were doing. They were both doing uh, an ankle lock. Yeah, like, they, like the, uh, the, the heel the, hook thing. The heel yeah. hook leg trap, and they were kicking each other in the face. And then they both rolled to the ropes, yeah. and they both was screaming at the referee like, "Make him stop!" <laughs> like, I, I loved it. I just thought it was like this was two guys being like, yeah, "We're going to have a really like you know." It's going to be a technical showcase. We're going to just be like really respectful wrestlers, and they're like, "Kill you!" <laughs> I thought this was a really, really great stuff. I said in my review, and I stand by this. I think it's the best WWE match of 2020 um, singles match. I don't think there's been a match that's been better than this. I think um, it definitely is up there. Yeah. And you know, and I, and I said in the review, it said as a match of the year contender. I don't mean overall. There will be ten matches better than this in 2020. Mm. I think you could probably argue there's probably been ten already. But in WWE, I think this could end up being one of those matches mm. that. At the end of the year, you're like, gosh, remember that Brian Gulak match? I the, hope it carries on. The, just... Except the only thing that was missing from it was, kind of like Bezer and Asuka, that missing five minutes. Yeah. Just as it was about to like get into that big fifth gear, it, it came to an end. Mm -hmm. And I really do think that Gulak should have won. Yeah. I think I, I'm, I'm at least hopeful that having seen that, they might go, do you know what? 
go do that again. Yeah. Like, but it's going to be shameless, isn't it, WrestleMania? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what do I know? What do we know, eh? Uh, Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. Guess what? Carrillo lost again. That's uh, his gimmick. Yeah. Absolute div. Lovely dimples. Yeah, he's got beautiful dimples, but cannot win a match to save his life. No. Like, how many chances is this kid going to get at the US title <laughs> and not win? Well, like, yeah. <laughs> just keep He's keeps getting handed them as well. I know, like, he, doesn't like, even, he doesn't earn them. Want to have them. a go at AJ? Yeah, sure. I see you lost. Uh, you want to have You're, a go at Andrade? Yeah, sure, you lost. Like that AJ one. He just lost to him three times on the bounce, but they'd be like, do you want another shot? Oh, go on. Yeah, have go another on. crack at it. No, oh, you lost again. You're our most capable contender. Yeah, and he gets to Andrade, you know, and he loses to Andrade at the Rumble. And then he loses to Gaza over and over again. And then gets handed a title shot because you pinned Andrade once. It's like, yeah, but you lost a bunch of other yeah, times. Yeah. And guess what? Yeah, Carrillo lost again. And it was a good match, but it is... If you keep beating Carrillo like a drum, even with heel cheating shenanigans, it just devalues him. Yeah. I can't take the man seriously. Uh, it's time. It, I think it's time for somebody else to be in that, in that picture. And it needs to move away from just being... Uh, Luchador style wrestlers yeah, lucha having, lucha, having lucha matches. Yeah. Like, it, it, I just think Andrade needs to go up against somebody different and then maybe drop the title and move on. Yeah. But like, it's, it's just not helping, is it? Because they, they clearly want to have these spectacle matches, but they don't want to move the belt anywhere. Yeah. So you're just going, well, it's just it's you two again. Yeah. Or you and you and Angel Garza. Yeah, I think we're getting a, a four-way at WrestleMania. I think we'll get Garza, Andrade, Carrillo, and Ray. Ladder match. I hope it's a ladder match, Lucha but maybe that's match. where Carrillo finally gets the win. But you know, it'll not, be Ray. Not <laughs> it'll be Ray. Uh, up next, we had the tag team elimination chamber, which I have seen a lot of people really like, and mm -hmm. I, I liked. I can't even say half of this match. A third of this match, I really liked. Heavy machinery. Yeah. So the first third was very botchy. Botchamania. It was botchamania like levels because every, and it wasn't one person, every lad that tried a springboard slipped. Yeah. And so it's not like, oh, Kofi's crap. It's just like, no, they never sitting over those ropes. Yeah, no, yeah. They just kept slipping and slipping. And then because they were slipping and they were kind of take them off their game, people would be out of position for things. It just felt so clunky. Yeah. And considering the talent's in there, it does, I, I wouldn't have expected it. It's, I think it's one of those problems, though, that match. It's like, because everyone's trapped in a cage, if you then double the number of people who are meant to be in that match from 6 to 12, it's like, where does anyone go? Because, you know, normal wrestling match, everyone rolls outside the ring and hides on the outside. Yeah. Here, yeah, you can be down on the floor a little bit, but you're basically still in the match because you're someone's going to come near you. Like, yeah. you, you, there's nowhere to just sort of remove yourself from the storyline very easily so everything that's happening is just being watched the whole time and that's why it feels like everyone's out of position or running around there was this whole really long stretch where Lince Dorado climbs the cage but they're not showing it you on the cameras but every single person is just going everyone's looking like Otis stood there for like what felt like a minute just looking up and just watching it well, Otis, the cameras Otis, never showing what Lince Otis, yeah Otis was being on camera looking up and then he's like okay I'll get in the ring gets in the ring goes oh no maybe I won't get in the ring gets I out of the ring yeah. gets back in the ring gets out of the ring because I don't like, think Big but, E was in position but everyone was doing this like yeah. over and over the again. referee kept looking up and watching it and then eventually they all get in so Lince Rado can do his shooting star press which admittedly was very impressive yeah. but it was so so clunky to get to that point mm. that I couldn't uh, it took me out of it because everyone <clears> was just 
acting so weird waiting for him to do the gimmick. Yeah, yeah. And then they just got eliminated straight away. So what it was, did it accomplish? Yeah, he didn't even try and pin. But that's what I like. So, and you take that spot and you then look at the next spot of like the next big high risk spot was uh, when Heavy Machinery get in, uh, Rude and Ziggler coming in last. They start trying to pull the cage apart to get to them. They get sort of they get jumped, and then Rude and Ziggler come out and start fighting back. Otis and Ziggler eventually have a little face off in the like gangway outside mm-hmm. the ring. Ziggler runs and climbs up the pod to get away. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense because Lince Dorado just climbed the pod for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he climbs the pod to get away, and then Otis is standing at the bottom, being like, "I'm gonna get you, but I can't jump or look up or whatever <laughs> it is that's wrong with me." And then Tucker goes up the other side taps Ziggler on the shoulder and chucks him down to Otis who catches him and then slams him about a bit but then because Tucker's now up there he then decides I'll just do a cannonball off the top yeah that all makes sense everyone got into the position for reasons and not just because it was like it's time for the shooting star press yeah completely I don't like Love high spots. I think they're great, but when they make sense, there's yeah. a, like when there's a reason for somebody to take that risk or do that thing, and there was no reason for Lince Dorado to spend five minutes yeah. climbing the cage. He could like at least send someone to chase him. So yeah, there was. So you had that first third where it was very clunky, botchy stuff, mm-hmm. and then you had the final third, which came down to New Day Usos and Miz and Morrison, who I'm almost certain are wrestling in slow motion. It is it's hard to tell. But I'm, I just feel like they are. Like, it's so achingly slow to Well, it's watch. normally like Miz holding them in some way. Like, Miz holds someone, and then Morrison does five flips. And Morrison's goes, fast. And, and a kick. Yeah, I know, but I think because Miz is holding them so slowly, <laughs> Morrison's <laughs> like, and can I do the thing now? He's just slowed him down. I can't quite, I can't fathom it. So, I didn't like those two bits. But what I did love, mm. and low-key, aside from the Brian Gulak thing, was my favourite stuff on this show, was the... Otis and Dolph stuff. Yeah. Heavy Machinery versus Rude and Ziggler was absolutely fantastic, perfectly booked, perfectly paced, perfectly positioned. It was wonderful. As you said, like that spot where they did the chasing and Tucker mm-hmm. did the dive, that was all brilliant. The emotion from Otis and Dolph was so. Dolph is such a good dick heel. Mm-hmm. Bobbert Rude is also great at being a dick heel. Yeah. Tucker's this wonderful friend, and Otis is this guy who's got heart as big as his thighs. <laughs> it's just, it's so well told. Yeah. I, I, it, I, to me, it saved the match because it was like I yeah, wasn't. It really did. I was struggling to get invested because everything wasn't really firing off the way they were clearly hoping to, and then this whole story plays out that ends with Otis putting himself through yeah. not just the pod the pod and then to the outside yeah um, capitate the Spanish yeah, I know <laughs> just like bulletproof plexiglass flying everywhere and he's, on, he's like laying on the outside Tucker then does this amazing bit of like oh is you okay yeah gets angry goes after Rude and Ziggler falls to the numbers game eats the glorious DDT and then they're suddenly a heavy machinery out as they're going Rude and Ziggler are like bye bye see you later and then that's when they get all the finishes from New Day and the Usos so their entire little contained feud has screwed up their chances in this match it was really good and then then I felt like we got back into quite good territory because 
Yeah, Miz and Morrison are wrestling in slow motion, but New Day and the Usos are a really safe pair of hands, and this is where they sort of, I think they clicked again. Yeah, it's completely. And I love the bit where they were like facing off, and they like they were in the ring, and Miz and Morrison were like backing off, and then they realised that Miz and Morrison were there. They did this big beat down, and the two teams that have kind of propped up that SmackDown tag team division for ages before. Mm-hmm did this brilliant bit of like, well, we're stomping, we're stomping, we'll swap, we're stomping, let's swap members. And then yeah. you get this sort of like uh, Super group. dream team collaboration thing. Yeah. I loved it. I thought that was really good. I thought it was really, really good stuff. Um, but the, the Otis Dolph stuff was, I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really, really good. It is the best storyline on SmackDown. It might be the best storyline in WWE. As much as I'm enjoying the Seth Rollins and uh, I'm not your buddy Murphy guy. I love this Otis Dolph <laughs> storyline. Yeah. And I think Mandy's doing amazing work in it as well. Sonya's doing amazing work in it. I am legit excited to see where this goes for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania is a stacked card yeah. currently because you know we don't really know what we're doing with the Raw tag titles or the SmackDown tag titles or the US title or the IC title. But there are a lot of singles matches without titles attached to mm-hmm. them. And I feel like Otis and Dolph should be one, or if it's Rude and Ziggler versus Heavy Machinery, with some involvement with with Rose and Deville, mm-hmm. I do feel like this needs to culminate a mania. Yeah, I, d- I just it's just fascinating how over it, yeah. this storyline has made so Heavy Machinery over. as well. Like yeah. they were, they were the thing that the crowd were quiet throughout. I think maybe it was yeah. a, maybe it was a miking issue. You don't really know, but they sounded quiet throughout a lot of this show. Yeah, but they really went to town when. Dozovic was in the match. Yeah. That's when they're suddenly like, oh, okay, I like this guy. Yeah, completely. Uh, AJ Styles versus Alistair Black in a no DQ match. This had two big anchors around it, mm-hmm. uh, one of which was everyone was waiting for The Undertaker's dong, mm-hmm. and everyone was asking, why aren't Gallows and Anderson getting involved? Oh, yeah. Because it's a no DQ match. Yeah. So, Gallows and Anderson are just standing on the outside watching AJ and th- wrestle. And that is, and also that is what AJ was saying in the promo before the match when he was interviewed by Charlie Caruso. He was like, yeah, well, I'm bringing these guys, so he's an idiot for signing this contract. Yeah. But, but then, like, Black neither goes after them, nor do they get involved. And it would have just made more sense for AJ to come into the match, be in the cocky heel, being like, I've brought my mates. Mates, come in here. Alistair Black spins around, gives them both a black mass, writes them out of the match for the next there five minutes. Yep. AJ and Black then have the exact same match that they had, yep. just without the looming spectre of, why aren't these two doing anything? Because they're just standing there. Like, when AJ's being beaten up, they're like, yeah. oh, AJ, come on, mate. And I'm like, yes. you can help. Yeah, because AJ, at no point in that like opening bit of the match did AJ turn to them and be like, you say that. Yeah, you, I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm the best wrestler. In the, like, yeah. which, which also would have made sense. Would have made like, sense. But you need to explicitly do it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I thought it really weird, but I really loved what they did. I thought the working over of Alistair Black's leg was Smart. brilliant. Yeah. I thought his comeback was amazing. I love the bit where, like, there was just that bit where um, AJ goes to swing the kendo stick. And it's, I know it's really simple that he just put his leg up in the air, yeah. but it just looked so good. And, and they, then yeah. he just fires back. And they did a no DQ match, but they didn't completely push. Like this wasn't an all-out extreme rules, mm-hmm. you know, garbage fest. This was they had a kendo stick, they had a chair, and they had a table. Mm-hmm. And they used those three and made those three mean something. Yeah. And then, you're right. I loved the working over the leg. Just you know, you take out the black mass base, also sets you up for the calf crusher. Like it's really smart play yeah. from AJ as a character. Um, but the crowd were 
Just waiting. Just waiting. Mm -hmm. They were just waiting for The Undertaker to show up. And during the match, they weren't chanting for either guy. They were chanting for Undertaker. Yeah. And that, I feel, is a slight problem. And then, yep, Undertaker shows up. The dong goes off because Gallows and Anderson finally get in and start attacking Black. The dong also, goes... Why didn't Undertaker get involved earlier? <laughs> like, he also had the option yeah. at any point to come in and, and help. So the dong goes off. Undertaker is in the ring choking out uh, Gallows and Anderson. Black's nowhere to be seen. Uh, AJ tries to dive. Ch uh, Taker grabs him, choke slams him. Black gets back in the ring. Black Mass picks up the win. Mm -hmm. Now, Alistair Black has just pinned a two-time WWE champion. He's pinned a guy who's going to be up against um, the Undertaker. Undertaker yeah. he, he has pinned a top guy in this company, and yet it meant nothing for him. Because the Undertaker did it. Well, and this was not even just like, the, I mean, you're right, the Undertaker did do it for him, but also he's a backdrop here. Yeah. Like, he's not involved in this feud. Like, his win over AJ didn't feel like that was furthering a feud between Black and AJ. Yeah. It just felt like it was furthering the feud between Styles and Undertaker. You've got to look at it in, you've got to look at it in WWE's eyes because they're like, he's, they'll just think he's pinned AJ. Now. Yeah. Like, they will forget the context. And when they mention it on commentary, they will forget the context. Yeah. So it will just be he's pinned AJ. So he'll get, like, you know, he's one of the guys that they're looking to push anyway. So I think he'll, it, he'll do well out of this win. It just, I don't think it says what they think it says. Yeah, because I don't know what you're doing with Black for, for Mania. No. Like, there is, the, he doesn't have a direction because Andrade. the guy. Because the guy, well, but Andrade's busy with, yeah. in, his, in his Lucha. Lucha well, feud. His Lucha feuds. Yeah. So, Black is not feuding with AJ anymore. Mm. You know, he's not feuding with AJ into Mania. I, you know, I did see some people make the suggestion of you could do Black Styles and Undertaker at WrestleMania. Which I, I love that. I actually think is the smartest way to do it. I, I much. I would prefer to be Styles versus Undertaker in a singles match. Yeah. But the triple threat makes a heck of a lot of sense because Black and AJ can do all the work. Yeah. And Taker can just get in, do his trademark stuff, his bloops, and you know, do some challenge and <laughs> stuff, yeah. and not look exposed. Yeah, but, the, and it's that same, but it's that same, and you can use that same logic they, they employed, obviously not to make a triple threat match with Rhea and Charlotte and Bianca Belair, but when they were building two matches out of that mm -hmm. one feud, uh, they had Bianca Belair being like, you're all ignoring me. Like, yeah. I was doing stuff here, and you've just like you've just walked in and ruined my match, Mr. Undertaker. And AJ, you're a cheat, and I don't like you. So yeah. we've got unfinished business. So why can't I be in this WrestleMania match? I would love it on Raw tonight if there's an Undertaker-AJ segment and Alistair just black masses Undertaker in the face. <sighs> Like that right there. That I mean, because I don't think that's money. Because I don't think people are massively into Taker AJ at the moment. I don't right. think the 2H trophy thing helped and super let down. And I don't think this really did much for anyone either. Mm -hmm. But if Alistair Black on Raw tonight just gave the Undertaker the black mass and just said, "I am picking a fight with you," oh. and left, like that could really like I don't, think that would be don't, absolutely don't amazing. Don't say it because it won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, let's move on. Um, I did enjoy that. It was some good stuff. It was, I, there was, I think there was a lot to love in that match. Yeah. And they did some brilliant, like, uh, the, the way AJ went through the table was great as yeah. well. The, uh, the Meteora. Going to do the, they were going to do the uh, superplex, off, a superplex off the announce table through another table, and Black kicks the leg out in just this brilliant sweep. AJ donks himself and then gets a Meteora through the table. There was, there was so much clever, inventive stuff here. Yeah. And great selling of the injury by Alistair Black. Completely. Um, sadly, what wasn't quite as good, and I don't think it's completely their fault, but it was Street Profits defending the Raw Tag Titles against Rollins and Murphy. And the mm -hmm. reason why I don't think this, I mean, this did not connect with the crowd at all. The crowd were very much quiet for this. Because they've seen it twice in the last week? Yes, because we've, this is the third time we've had this match in effectively 10 days. Yeah. That's 
to watch these same four guys do effectively the same match. And this was the worst match of the three. Yeah. But also, who's who's got three like increasingly quality matches in ten days? Yeah, in them. It, it's, no, not many people. No, it's it's a bit of a shame, but the, the crowd a big did, ask. The crowd went very quiet. They weren't popping for Ford's hot tag. They weren't popping for Hawk, uh, for Dawkins' hot tag. Mm -hmm. Viking Raiders came out to brawl with AOP, uh, and then Kevin Owens came out of the crowd. The crowd came alive for Kevin Owens because he came in through the crowd eating very very yellow popcorn. Mm -hmm. Like I know everyone has said, like it's buttered popcorn, you uncultured swine. I'm like, right, I know it's it's not cult. Um, that's not being uncultured, is it? <laughs> popcorn was never the arbiter of culture, was it? <laughs> but like. It was so yellow, like uh, yeah, it was yeah. a disgusting shade of yellow. Yeah, that was like that, that was, was chemically. That was yellow. yellow that butter isn't. Yeah, that's right. Yes, exactly it. And you would know Tony the Milkman. Mm. Um, it was not a natural color. No. Like that's why it looked so. Looked like if you had a if you had a dark light on, it would show up. Yeah, it looked like, like, like a big load of spunk. Like it would <laughs> show up under black light. Like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so the match was fine. Um, and then uh, the Street Profits retained um, after some Kevin Owens shenanigans. Yes, Kevin Owens he threw throws popcorn. popcorn at Rollins, which yeah. then distracts him. Dawkins uh, donks him into the Wicked barricade. Pounce. Really pounces him in the barricade. They catch Murphy doing a dive, powerbomb him into the barricade, chuck him back in, do all their stuff. It's a win for them. Then post-match, uh, Profits leave with the belts. Yep. Uh, Seth's getting really annoyed looking over the ropes and being like, Buddy man, what are you doing? Because Buddy's on, like sprawled on the outside. Owens comes in, taps him on the shoulder, spins him round, boom, stunner. boom, stunner, and then drops popcorn all over Murphy on the way out. Yeah. So again, but it's again another match that is not really about that match. It wasn't about the Street Profits. Yeah. And it's a shame because like I think they'll be good champions. Yeah, yeah. They're a good act. It's weird to do the same match three times in a week. Like that's just really dumb. Yeah. Uh, Maybe this should have been the one where they win the titles rather than just being like, on Raw, it's the now or never one. And then they're going to be defending them again because, oh, wait, rematch clauses are back. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah and I think we are going to get Rollins and Owens at Mania. And again, that's another singles match without a title mm. attached to it for on this very, very stuff. Which I'm excited card. for. I am excited for as well because I've been really enjoying this storyline. Um, right. So, and then we had, what was my surprise of the night? Hmm. Because when this match was announced, we all made fun of it. Yes. Braun Strowman defending the IC title in a three-on-one handicap match against Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. First off, everyone's making fun of it because what a silly match. Second reason everyone's making fun of it is because we all went, oh, well, it's just a way for Braun to squash everyone. He can do his little running around thing, mm -hmm. and everyone's going to look dumb. It's all the characters that I like being made to look stupid for the big beefy one. Oh, yeah. How wrong I was, and I could not be happier to eat the nom 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 this humble pie because this was so much fun. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. Sami Zayn single-handedly saving a yes. terrible idea. Oh my god, he was so good. I, ju I just think I think he's amazing, and I think uh, is this his first title? This is his first title this on the main roster. First title on the main roster. It's the first title he's won since he was NXT champion, which was five years ago. This is insane. This, I mean, it's. It's obviously balmy what's just happened. It's obviously bloody mad. But I, like, I think he did it really well. I love, yeah. the, I love the promo he cuts before they go out. And he says, like, I'm going to take on Braun Strowman all on my own. You guys can just stay on the apron. Don't even get in the match. I won't even tag you in. I'm just going to do it on my own. Immediately tags out of the match and doesn't. Get in, doesn't get involved with Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman gets no offense in in this match That's on Sami Zayn. That's very key. He does so. He 
Sami Zayn never gets those hands. Yeah. Uh, and that is the reckoning that's coming Sami Zayn's way. And I love that. I thought it was really good. And I, I like the fact that he was just wily enough. I don't, again, I don't think the actual in-ring action no. was particularly... Oh. It, was, it was basically a game of hide-and-seek yeah. that we were watching grown men do. <laughs> yeah. But... I like the story, and Sami Zayn single-handedly, I think, carried it. I in, really in, enjoyed it. Yeah. In pure personality. Really enjoyed the character work from, from everyone that was involved mm-hmm. in this. And you're absolutely right. The key to this is Braun never got his hands on Sami Zayn. It was always Cesaro and Nakamura were taking the punishment, and they were stopping him from getting mm-hmm. his hands on Zayn. And now Sami Zayn is the Intercontinental Champion, and he's stolen this belt from Braun Strowman. So come WrestleMania, you can have a match, but a singles match between Sami and Braun, where Braun can get his hands on Sami, and we can be like, "Yes, get him," because he's been a little mm-hmm. dick. Get him, we'll get your belt back. Here's a bit of a showcase for Braun. It will last ten seconds. Yeah, if he might, that. He might bring a child to the match. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know, do you? I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. But you're, I mean, you're right. Not a great match in ring, no. like you know, in a sort of, it wasn't a technical masterpiece or anything. But no. I very much enjoyed the character work. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And then we got the main event, which we talked about at the top of this show. So overall, I gave it a, a high three out of five because mm-hmm. um, I did enjoy the show overall. But it was effectively a pointless pay per view. Yeah, I think story wise, I had a lot of fun watching the matches. I think story wise, yeah, think there were some bad decisions made in like Alistair Black and AJ, Street Profits and Buddy Murphy, the shame, the end of the women's elimination chamber. Mm-hmm. All of those had bad uh, elements to them in the sense of like those matches weren't really about that match yeah. if you know what I mean um, everything else I just straight up enjoyed yeah mostly yeah I don't, I don't think, I don't think any, there, was a, there wasn't a bad match on the show no not really no, no. Right, well, let's see what you all thought in the soup, soup, soup chats. I've just opened up the wrong document. Now I've got the right one. Uh, so we're starting off with Laramie Ishnar, uh, who said, I thought the main event was well booked, but the crowd was dead. And some of them are upset. The others aren't believable now, but most of them weren't before. That's very key, is that, yeah, like the other women in that match weren't made to look credible before they went in. No, so. I don't think anyone was bothered about the Riot Squad imploding. <laughs> like, what, well, like, a lot of people like, were upset about Liv. Yeah, but like, that's because... L- it's live. It's not. I don't. You know what I mean. I don't yeah. think it's like she's just got quite a adamant fan. She base. has got a loyal following. I don't get the live thing. No, but she's never. She's never been like. She's never been presented as a big deal. Yeah. In WWE at all. Like even their promo packages for her when she was coming back were like basically said we're not sure what she's going to be. Yeah. So we'll see what see what she comes out as. I'll see what we'll go, see what lesbian? happens the day I guess. Yeah. Did you like that? Lesbian? Cuz I remember when no, she, we'll you, we won't do that. When she came up to the main roster with the Riot Squad with Logan and, and Ruby. Mm. Remember me and Ollie were doing like our review and we were just like, yeah, it's weird because she's so green. Like she needs way more time in NXT. People went out their minds that mm. we were critical of Liv Morgan. So like this has been a long-standing thing. It's fine. She's fit. I get <laughs> it. I get it. You like her. Yeah. She's fit. No, I, I, you know, I don't get it. Uh, Oblivious Curry. It's silly that Curry had a 49-51 match with Shayna. Is that the how long it went? No. Yeah, 49-51 match with Shayna. I think it might have been 50-50 match, like you know, in terms mm. of like the matches that they've had. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Sorry, Carrie, I wasn't quite quite follow you on that one. Uh, Dale Raditz, uh, four out of five pay-per-view. Uh, miss for me is Asker and Baszler not getting time, just having the green miss spot with a blind Baszler choking out the ref and then eventually battling back to win. That might have made her a bit too much babyface, though. Like, yeah. I really wanted her to be the dominant the, the dominant. Uh, one other thing I would say about that match, I would have liked to make see her make everyone pass out rather than tap out. Yeah. I would have liked, like, I think that would have been more... Br- I think the Kirifuda clutch hasn't been worked as well on the main roster as it was in NXT because like she really did just wrench people with yeah. it. Here she's just doing this and people are going like immediately tapping. It's like that doesn't make it look good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have also got um, Metal Okan. Uh, this feels very Rocky 3. Becky is coasting on our hype and she's about to meet her clubber Lang and get rocked at Mania. Mm. Good, I like it. Good Rocky comparison. Completely. Yeah. Um, Joe at Nero West 7. Asuka's loss was protected with the wrist injury. Ah, yeah, that's something we didn't actually bring up. Yeah, true. We thought she was, they were going to do the arm break spot. Oh, yeah. They should have done the arm break spot. Yeah. But that you're right. Yeah. Awesome. They really did make it. They highlighted that Asuka couldn't wrestle on Monday because of the wrist injury, and she was fighting through that here, um, which is how Baszler got to pick up the win over her. So, yeah, so I think they did their best to protect uh, Asuka in, in this defeat. Could have just protected her by giving her a bit more of the match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adrian Wells asks, what's next for Alistair Black? And, uh, it's a black mask to the Undertaker I'm, on Raw I'm, hope- <laughs> I'm really hopeful. I remain hopeful. Uh, and where she said, um, we are not appreciating Tucker enough. Very good character and terrific in-ring worker. When we say Otis Mania, we are disrespecting Tucker. Heavy Machinery as a team is very good. You are right. Like we, I mean, we said in the review, like Tucker's, his fiery babyface comeback when mm-hmm. Otis spills to the outside was just like, you mother effers. Yeah, he's a great silver bro. And, he, <laughs> and his running wild was really, really mm. good. I, I, I do like Tucker. Um, Giant420 Ginger. Luke and Ollie are Jobronies. Hashtag no rolls barred. They are Jobronies. <laughs> that was one of Ollie's thing. I don't think he used it in this, but he had written it. Yeah, the Jonies. Yeah. Oh, the Jobodies was Joe the one he wanted Joe to Bo- use. Yeah, yeah. Jobodies. All the Jobodies. I think I had Bronies oh. in one of my promos. I the Bronies. I, I just started writing down. I was just like, what rhymes with bro? And then I just wrote down any word I could think of. Um, Jesse Venable. My two favorite character developments in wrestling have been Hangman Page and MJF. Hardly knew them before AEW now for Wednesday. I'm following those two. Yeah, they've done a really good job with those two. On, uh, yeah, I think AEW. they've had really. They've been given the big push. Yeah, completely. But there was the two that were earmarked for it anyway. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Reyes, uh, I almost got every match right except for the IC handicap match. Once they clarified that whoever pins Braun gets the title, I knew I got it wrong. Yeah, that's kind of that's basically what I thought when I was like, oh, I didn't realise it was the person who pins him is the uh, is the champion. I, I thought it was the thought, team would have been the champion. I still would have thought it was Braun. Uh, I, I didn't think they would go with this, and I'm so glad that I was wrong. So so glad, but I didn't think they would go with the Sami Zayn thing. Mm. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.